Hello everybody, welcome back to Beyond the Textbook and today I have back with us in the studio <laughs> Derek, who's one of our IELTS uh, teachers and specialists. He's done IELTS for quite a few months and uh, he's got a lot of important things to tell us. Welcome back Derek. Hi Aisha, nice to be back, I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so um, our uh, podcast today is all about the writing task, uh, the first writing task, task, writing task one. Yes. And today we're going to be focusing on things to remember. Yeah. Okay, so um, tell us first of all, this is, this is of course the IELTS exam, and perhaps you can give us an overview about what writing task one is all about. Sure. Okay, well, so at the IELTS writing, there are two tasks, and um, so there are two different types of writing. Um, but specifically, task one is basically writing a report. You have to write a report. Um, so they give you a, uh, some kind of a chart or a picture, and basically you have to um, convert that picture to words in, in the simplest way. You have to um, describe what you see in the picture. Um, so it could be, often these pictures have numbers, so it could be a line chart or a bar graph, a pie chart, a table, with lots of numbers in them and what they're expecting from you is to summarize this picture um, by choosing the the most interesting things about that um, okay. chart. So I'm, yeah. I'm using the word interesting in uh, <laughs> its broadest sense because yes. it's not very interesting in the topic itself but yeah. it's uh, to choose the most obvious things, the, 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 the clearest things that you can see about right. this picture. Yeah. So, so specifically, um, what are they looking for? I know you mentioned just now they're looking for you to identify the uh, interesting parts, mm. but when you find that interesting part, what is it that they look for within that? Yeah, okay, so basically they want you to write 150 words about it, okay, so that's that's, for some students, that sounds like a lot, but actually it's not a lot, you know, and you've got 20 minutes to do it. So really, the first thing they're looking for is for you to describe the trend, which means, so they're looking for, like, what's happening over a period of time. So, for example, they might give you, uh, for example, some information about the population of older people in three different countries, okay, from starting from 50 years ago until now, or maybe 50 years in the future, okay, and they'll show you the ups and downs of how the, the population uh, is changing and so they want you to describe so, so you basically you're going to tell them that uh, it seems that the population of older people is increasing in all of these countries or decreasing in these countries so they want to know the trend and then they want you to do some comparison compa comparing and contrasting of these countries to say right. two countries are very similar or one country is um, completely different to the other countries. Mm. So they want you to pick out those things and describe them. So it's really just identifying the trends yeah. and being able to perhaps use the correct vocabulary for, for yeah. that, like increasing, decreasing, similar, exactly. different, um, knowing that kind of vocabulary. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. And for and they want you to, every for everything that you, they, you say, they want you to support that with a number or a percentage from the graph to right. show that what you have said can actually be proven by the information in the in the graph. Right. Yeah. So you never have to say anything about why it's increasing yeah. or anything. Actually, it's very important that you don't give your opinion. They oh. do not want your opinion because it's not possible for you to give an opinion about it because there's not enough information there as to understand 
why do you think the people are getting older in these countries or why, whatever the subject might be. So they specifically don't want you to. It's purely uh, based on the information in front of you. You just describe it. Ah. Don't give any opinion about it. Okay. Mm. So, um, and how many paragraphs do they do they expect? Yeah, so it's 150 words and that has to be over three paragraphs. Okay. So we have your, as usual, you have your introduction. Um, and basically that just means rewording the question using, the, so we said paraphrasing, which is the, the, the key word in IELTS, by re, um, rewording the question, uh, saying the same thing using different words. And you have to make sure that you describe what this graph is, where this is happening, and over what time period it's happening. So okay. you have to say what, where, and when in the first right. paragraph. The second paragraph, they called it an overview, uh, which is just uh, one one line sentence or two line sentence to uh, say, in general, what's the general trend in here? So basically everything, all the lines are going up, all the bars are going up, or all the, the lines are going down. So what's the most obvious thing about this graph when you when you look at it? Mm. And the third paragraph will be the biggest one, where you go into detail of, of choosing those interesting points of the graph, describing them, and then uh, supporting them with numbers and percentages. Right. So do you have down. to have a, a con conclusion No. So, well, your overview is actually well, what we consider a conclusion, but a conclusion means that you have to draw some conclusion oh. from this, which yeah. means an opinion. So they don't refer to it as a conclusion in right. terms. Okay. So um, the overview was is the, 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 the term that they use, and that just means that in general what's happening in this graph. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... Um, you've been teaching IELTS many, many times, mm -hmm. uh, and particularly this this topic. Uh, and I know you have come across some common errors yes, that yes. students make. Can you tell mm -hmm. us uh, the first most common error you would say? Well, um, so the usual uh, thing with any writing, not just specifically to task one, of course, every student has some grammar, spelling problems, punctuation problems, forgetting full stops, and... Um, you know, um, commas and apostrophes and those types of things, yeah? So that would be the, the, the most common type. But specifically within grammar, I think the biggest problem that in task one, because um, you're always given a time in, in things, so there are always years mentioned in it, okay? So the first thing that you should think about when you see the, the years is you immediately think, what tense do I need to use? Is this information all about the past? So you should always just use the past simple. Are they making predictions about the future? So you're going to have to use will and going to, predict it to be, those type of things. So often students just look at the thing and they just use present simple to describe uh, it and they don't take into account that this is about the future or about the past. Okay. And so that's one of yeah. the biggest um, where students fall down. They will lose a lot of marks for not getting the right tense yeah. when describing the, the, the time yeah. period. So you know. appropriate appropriate grammar for, for yeah. what they're trying to express. Yeah. 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 What about, uh, what's another one? Uh, well, sometimes they, when they're describing it, they might miss the fundamental point of the, of the graph itself. So earlier I talked about they might give you a line graph about the population of people over 65 in three different countries. And so you must be specific to say that each time you, you mention something that you're talking about the population of older people or people above this age. And sometimes they just refer to it as the population is increasing. Oh. And that's not true because no. that's too broad. You need to be mm. very specific about what part of the population is increasing. Yeah. So they, they will forget to mention that. and they're, So they're not 
giving correct information. Yeah, so the they're not being specific enough. Yeah, uh, they're missing the point of Related it, yeah. to that graph. Yeah, so yeah. They, need, they need to be very specific about what this line represents. Right. And they might be too general about it. And yeah. so they're, they're actually not giving truthful or correct, accurate information because yeah. of that, yeah. And um, another one? Uh, I would say that, so we talked about the second paragraph is your overview, yeah. um, which means it's uh, a general statement about it, which, as we said, that um, the population of older people in each country is increasing over time. That's the most obvious thing about this graph. Some students will get very, very specific about it, and they have the opposite problem, actually. So they will say, in general, the population in Malaysia in 1940, over 65, was 25%. <laughs> and that's a very, very specific part of the graph. It's only one little thing on the graph, and it's not describing the general ah. trend at so, all. So they're doing the opposite problem. Yeah, Instead of actually problem. being general, now they're being specific. They, they need get, to pull it back and be yeah, general again. They get too specific in the overview, and they, they fail to understand what an overview really is. It should ah. be just very, very general. Yeah. Like a, the, the, the big picture is what we're trying to get them to write about. Instead of focusing on one little thing. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Oh, they're too specific there yeah. on that one, yeah. And, and one more common error? Uh, i say the last one is that, so I said that for everything that they write, everything that they describe, they have to support it with uh, a number or a percentage from the graph. And so often they will make some very good points and say, uh, you know, this line shows that this is happening in this place at this time. And then they don't give any numbers or percentages to support it. So they've only done half the job, half the ah. work. So they have to make sure that they support everything yes. so that the person who's reading it can see that what they have said yes. is true without having to look at the picture, you know, right. so they have to support it with um, so, a point. So maybe we can just summarize here. The first mm -hmm. one was about using the correct grammar. Yeah, for, and specifically the correct tense. Tense, tense and yeah. for, the t uh, for the tenses. Mm -hmm. And um, the second one was about... Um, making sure that when you're describing the lines, so being specific about what each line represents. Right. You okay. need to be specific. And then the third one was but you don't, in, you, yeah, don't, in the don't overview, be specific. Don't be so specific. Yeah, be very general yeah. in the overview because uh, that's what overview means. Yeah. Right. And the last one was yes. about... To support um, everything that you say with numbers. Yes, so yes. Everything just should be supported. Yes. It's quite... I always find that um, the writing task one quite an interesting task that IELTS have decided to mm. to employ. Yeah. You know, we always think it's about essay write, writing, assignment writing, which yeah. which is, that's task two is essay writing. Mm. But do you have any feeling as to why IELTS have decided to, to have this kind of task, writing task? Yeah, I think, I mean, basically what they want is just to, that you can simply describe something uh, without having to give your opinion about something. You can look at something and just describe it in unemotional terms, you know, just to be able to say what something actually is. Yeah. So because you're using descriptive language then, so that you know shows that you have an understanding of using adjectives and uh, being able to talk about uh, how things move up and down over time. So it's basically writing a report because, uh, you know, you don't always have to give your opinion about things. Sometimes you have to just write a, a, a straightforward uh, report based on data or information that you've uh, yeah. collected. So it's... Uh, and, and I guess this is this is for academic IELTS. Yes, so, yes, yes. So, so in general IELTS actually task one is different. Um, so in general they ask you to write uh, a letter or an email I see, to somebody. Yeah. So it's, um, yeah. it would be more of a social 
type of thing, like write a letter to your boss um, requesting a week off or holidays, yeah. or write an email of complaint to a holiday company that you've um, that you booked a holiday with and weren't happy with. Right. So it's more of a social type of context. Yeah. I know that also that Isles General is uh, for people who are more like uh, migrating really yes. isn't it or, or seeking yeah. job opportunities rather than actually going to university whereas the academic one is really about going on to tertiary education yes and so they're going to have to be able to look at reports and, yeah. and write absolutely yeah. Graphs so, and things. yeah that's true so the academic one is basically for people who want to go to university and at university they're going to have to write a lots of reports yeah. and theses and yeah um yeah. yeah, dissertations and those types of things, assignments. Right. So they definitely need to be able to factually describe something. Right, right. Yeah. Mm. yeah, and have all the right language and so on. Exactly. Yeah. So Derek, thank you so much. That so was welcome. a great uh, points to to remember. I think our listeners will find those very interesting. Just four points to remember. If you can yeah. nail these four points, yeah, you're really making good progress. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You, you definitely will get a good score if you can really focus on those things. You nail the overview. Keep it general. Support everything that you say. Yeah. And be careful with your tenses. Yeah. And then you're you're definitely in line to get a good score yeah. you can remember those you don't need to be perfect everybody will make mistakes yeah. but remembering these things will, will help you get a good score right yeah. okay well thank you Derek um, we're now going to shift to our next part of our podcast which okay. is getting a lot of interest from students okay. which is a question from students alright okay now I have a question here um, and this is this is very very much a problem that I know a lot of ESL students have. Okay. This is uh, Ahmed Tahir from Saudi Arabia. Okay. He's uh, one of our students actually at Elite right now. Uh-huh. He, want, he said, I'm really good at listening to other people, but when they finish speaking, I don't know how to answer them. Uh-huh. What should I do? Um, that's a very good question yeah so actually this is an IELTS uh, type thing that when somebody asks you a question in the IELTS exam if you're not ready to answer them you will say that's a very interesting question (laughs) 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 so that's there you go there's one one way of answering it Uh, that's a little tip that we give students when the examiner asks them something complicated that they've never thought about before don't know how to answer to give them time to stall you would say well actually that's a very interesting question or what you have said is a very interesting point and I think okay so you're giving yourself those extra couple of seconds uh, to think about or formulate your answer as well yeah Yeah. Um, I I think that I think some people just feel too shy to speak sometimes they don't think that they have strong enough English to be able to carry out a conversation but I think in a situation like Ahmed that he should always attempt an answer try an answer and uh, maybe he'll make a mistake no problem maybe people won't understand him but you will never learn unless you make these mistakes. Exactly. So you should always yeah. try to say something in response. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but whatever it is. Yeah. And I think I think people also get confused about listening mm. as in like listening to music, mm-hmm. um, listening for uh, some particular piece of information and actually having a conversation. Yeah. I think there's slightly different skills involved there. 
listening for, for, to music is just for your own enjoyment. Mm. Listening for information is something because you need to know that. You don't need to communicate with that speaker. Mm. They've given you the information. Yeah. But when you're having a conversation, you are still listening, but you're listening with a view to either react to the person, respond to the person. Mm. So maybe there's something in the, that listening that that you're doing, Ahmed, where you need to think of things while they're talking yeah. of things you can then respond to. Exactly. And I think maybe also it's a confidence problem as well that you're listening to the person and perhaps you're focusing on what tense they're using and that kind of thing. And you're, you're worried about when you respond that you use the correct tense. So you're trying to be too too correct, you know, and you're, you have too many things going on in your head to be able to respond. So just to keep it simple, even if you don't, okay, you understand what the person said and you know, but you're not confident to use the, the past tense or something like that, okay, just use the present simple if that's the easiest thing for you, just in order to give a response. So don't get too worked up in your head about thinking about all the grammar that you need to consider. Just give a response in what, whatever you feel comfortable with and... Uh, Okay, maybe you'll make a mistake, but the more you do that, the more comfortable you will become, and mm. over time that, that will be that will become <clears throat> easier. I think that's a really good point. It is often confidence, and yeah. and they're so um, students get very concerned with wanting to make sure they've got mm. the gist or the right information, mm. and, and and they get so down deep inside it mm. <laughs> that they forget that they're actually they, standing they there waiting, you know, they, having they, to give a response. They get overwhelmed, I think, by, some, by the, all the things that they've learned in the class, and they want to show that they know how to use all of those things, but yeah. when you're trying to put all of those different parts together in a sentence, it, mm. it becomes maybe uh, overwhelming. So mm -hmm. you should just maybe just, you know, relax a bit and just say what you feel comfortable saying, and uh, mm. over time you will become more confident yes. with that too. Thank you, Derek. And I hope, Ahmed, that's, that's helped your, um, solve some of your, your problem. Uh, and I know it's a problem that I, I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of students feel mm. they, that, that problem. Um, so maybe it's helped many other people as well. Thank you, Derek. You're again. welcome. <laughs> and um, I hope uh, everyone who's listening has enjoyed this. And um, just to let you know, um, if you have a question, please email me at info at elitelc.com. That's I-N-F-O at elite, E-L-I-T-L-C.com. And write your question and, of course, who you are and where you're from. And we'll put you on our next podcast. So thank you, and thank you again, Derek. You're welcome. And See you next time. See you next time. Okay. Okay, bye. <laughs>